you know, and we'll uh, we'll we'll notice that. Uh, the, the New Testament talks about uh, the authority in the world, that, that the government does have an authority. And where does that authority come from? Well, it comes from God. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? The religious power players confront Jesus about his teaching and preaching with authority. But Jesus flips the question on the chief priests and elders to reveal their supposed power is based on their own thinking. They only care about what the crowd thinks. As Lars Olsen explains, Jesus reveals where righteousness and true power comes from. God. Let's get to this week's conversation. But first, here's Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and he went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of heaven ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds, and you did not believe him. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, Lars. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say thanks, Mason or Kiri. Uh, so thanks for both of you for having me on again. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Mason's trying to catch his. You know, we've started, started the podcast a certain way for two hundred and some episodes. <laughs> I gotta in a say, row these and, creative uh, openings are uh, getting awfully creative. People are gonna like listen in and be like, "No, that's not the right one." I don't hear Mason's voice. <laughs> well, anyway, so <laughs> jumping right in, we are in um, Matthew twenty-one, and. It starts off by talking about when he entered the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him and was 
as he was teaching. Here, are they talking about Jesus? Yeah, the he as he entered the temple is Jesus, and this is um, this is his first week in in uh, in Jerusalem after he's entered after um, the the grand entry that he has into Jerusalem after his his ministry. So uh, you got to think of this as happening directly after what we would think of as Palm Sunday. So okay. Jesus comes in, they're all singing Hosanna, uh, save us, those kinds of things. He's riding on a, on a colt. Um, then he um, uh, immediately goes into the temple for the first time and he chases out the money changers and turns over tables and everybody's saying, wow, that guy's really violent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, he goes out of the city, comes back in the next day, um, just on his way in, casually curses a fig tree and then walks into the temple and starts teaching. As one does on a normal day. As one day. does, right. Yes. <laughs> Why this not? Is, so this is, this is Jesus kind of entering uh, into, the, uh, into, the, into Holy Week, honestly. And even though this is at the... Uh, tail end of uh, the Pentecost season, um, this would be kind of chronologically following after um, uh, what we would think of as as Palm Sunday. Okay, so real quick before we dive in too far, maybe there's no significance here, but is there any significance with the fact that it's the chief priests and elders of the people? And if so, who are they? Like, is there significance there? Oh yeah. Why? So the chief priest, the the one chief priest is like the head priest for the year. Uh, okay. And then the chief priests are the group of those who have also served in that. They keep some kind of honorific title. And so they become a little group of kind of power players amongst the priests. And now the elders would be something like your like your church council or something like this, right? Um, maybe uh, parts of the Sanhedrin, maybe they're just elderly people that have been around a long time. And so they're respected because of their uh, age and experience. And so um, they, these are the power brokers of the, of the temple order that are coming now to see, to find Jesus in the temple and to uh, ask him um, about his teaching and what he's doing there. That's, I mean, interesting that Jesus is teaching. I mean, he's, he's teaching in, mm-hmm. in the temple. He's not, preaching he's not scolding i mean what what is the yeah, significance yeah i mean when you, when you think of uh, it doesn't tell us any of the content of his teaching here right so uh teaching and preaching they kind of blend together uh when, when jesus is doing these things so um it's it's not specifically like you know he was he had a chalkboard out and was like okay now everybody do your algebra <laughs> uh right i mean he's he's in the temple teaching uh the scriptures teaching about the kingdom of god as he has been doing throughout all of matthew you can assume yeah. um uh, but now he's doing it there in the temple, which you can see why the temple authorities might be saying, oh, uh, we better go and uh, and talk to this guy, right? Nice. Temple authorities. Yes, Good segue. Um, they said, <laughs> by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? Are they referring to his teaching or or his reputation or him a, being there just in general yeah i mean it's it, it's 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 not very specific right but he is they are talking about the teaching that he's doing there in the temple uh, and um so yes uh, but the real question is who allowed him to do so right right uh does he have a degree uh to be properly credentialed does he have a a, a permit for the day to to gather a crowd um did he talk to anybody in the in the authority in the in the power yeah. structure um to get their approval for this right so it really comes down to a really a question of what do we mean by authority and the authorities always think they have the authority yeah right uh and so the temple authorities are seeing this probably as their kind of their sandbox and uh um, well, you're going to have to get our approval to do whatever you're going to do here in the temple. And so they come to him and ask him, uh, who gave you permission for this? Hmm. Why don't you tell us about what's going on here? 
So is authority <laughs> a synonym for permission? Is it a synonym for power? Like, what what do you mean by authority? Yeah, well, authority in in the Greek really is the power to do something, right? This exousia, this uh, this ability to to uh, to carry something out and to see it done. Um, so, uh, I mean, it is what you would think of when we say the authorities, uh, the police have the, the, the power with their, their gun, uh, and their handcuffs and, and, and the law on their side. Uh, the, the temple authorities have an authority to, to run the temple that, that they say, well, this is from God. And we have a, we have this structure that keeps the temple going and, uh, keeps everybody, uh, docile and safe. Yeah. And, and here comes Jesus um, teaching and doing things uh, that um, you can see are not really under their authority, right? Uh, and it's, it's unpredictable. Not, it's not on their um, on their back to say, uh, uh, yes, you can do this. So he's, con- he's gone around the authority in their yeah. view. To he's get gone around done. the law. It, it is, yes, definitely around the law. Um, because the law, of course, keeps things uh, well ordered and, and yep. in their place, and uh, and uh, just even with the chief priest, right? You're the chief priest for this year. And next year we'll get you, and then yep. next year the third, and it's all orderly transition of power. And here comes Jesus with the kingdom of God, saying, "Boom! Here it is. I just yeah. give it away to you. <laughs> Boom! Here it is. Right. But that's so. I feel like saying, "By what authority are you doing these things?" is such a a lame question to. Uh, to posit against Jesus's power. I mean, Jesus Jesus has been demonstrating his power this whole time. He's doing miracles. He obviously has the authority from God. So for them to be like, by what authority are you doing these things? It's kind of a moot point in my opinion. So do they know of his miracles? It doesn't say that, but uh, you know, they've Mm. been around Uh, Jesus. uh, First, when he mentioned the, the chief priests and the, and the elders uh, was, I think it was, um, was it Matthew 16, uh, where uh, where Jesus is saying, uh, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, I'm going to be crucified, and the chief priests and the elders are going to uh, be on my back for these kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing I want you to point out is uh, uh, um, later on when when um, Jesus is arrested, when Judas comes into the garden that night uh, and betrays him with a kiss, guess who's with him? The chief priests? And the elders, These and they are the ones holding clubs <laughs> and swords. Yep. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, talk about uh, symbols of the law, right? Uh, this is the power of this world that we're going to impose upon you. And uh, so it's it's uh, interesting that they're looking for authority, and they're going to make sure that their authority is uh, is respected. So Jesus puts them to this kind of. Uh, one he for pulls one, a Jesus. Yeah, one for one exchange. Uh, if you, you answer my question, I'll answer yours. <laughs> did the did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they go on to argue, argue with one another. So I'm assuming this is they just kind of do a quick huddle up and. How should, we, how should we answer this guy? <laughs> well, I mean, you can see what their authority uh, is based upon, right? Uh, it's based upon their thinking and the um, the conversations that they can have and their grumblings and probably kind of like, what's the best uh, outcome we could get here, right? Uh, so it's maybe even ca- taking a vote. It's very calculated. Yeah, they're calculating this. And uh, and they, they even the their response yes. um, shows that they don't really have the authority that they... That they that they think they do in this place, right? Oh, that's true. Uh, it's they, because yeah. they're only thinking about what does the crowd think? Well, so the first thing they say is, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? So they're, they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look ill-educated. The second one is, 
But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. Right. So they answered, we do not know. We do not know. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and look how dumb this is, right? I mean, they go to ask Jesus a question, and he he uh, pulls a Jesus on them, like, yep. like you said, Kiri, uh, and they just go along with it, right? Yeah. They don't even say, hold the phone. No, no, no. We are exercising our authority. I'm asking and you we're the question. We're asking you the question. You can't handle the truth, right? And, uh, <laughs> No, uh, it's uh, uh, they they fall right into this because they're they just they don't have they any fall into the authority law. actually to do this. Um, you know, and we'll uh, we'll we'll notice that uh, the the New Testament talks about uh, the authority in the world that that the government does have an authority, and where does that authority come from? Well, it comes from God. Mm-hmm. So but all authority comes from God. Real quick, sense. and maybe this isn't significant. So tell me if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that eye roll. Um, why is this the question Jesus asks them? Oh, w- w- um, because he's trying to get them to see that they don't have the authority that they are claiming, right? They're trying to play a heavy game. Uh, show us your authority. We have the power here. And Jesus says, well, show me your power. Uh, yeah, tell, right. me, tell, me the, tell me the answer to this question. They can't even answer the question because they don't, it, he's exposing that they don't have the power that they say. They're supposed to be there serving God's people, watching over the temple, making sure that people have access uh, to God's word. And instead, they're out saying, uh, we're running things now, <laughs> right? And that's, the, that's finally the problem with not just the temple. I'm not trying to pick on the temple authorities. That's every authority starts to um, seek its own power and right. live by its own authority. And that's authority. why it's such a, a good question, because it's like if, if they answer that John's baptism uh, was authorized from heaven then that takes their authority away. But if they, yeah. they say it's uh, authorized by humans, uh, then all of a sudden the crowds are like, hey, wait a second. All of the John the Baptist fans would be like, no, we thought this was from, was from God. So they're, they're afraid of the crowds. Right. Either way, they're, they're, they have, they're demonstrating that they have no ability to act on their own. Yes. Right? And, and Jesus just says, well, then go about with your nonsense. Uh, I'm not telling you a thing. Yeah, uh, and then he goes on um, to speak to them, to tell them yes. this parable, to actually uh, draw this forward. Because what they're um, what they're after is seeing that uh, um, they are um, doing God's will in this place, right? But really, Jesus is showing that they're really not <clears throat> doing God's work here. Uh, they are just playing power games. So right? in the parable, he talks about two sons which is familiar to us. It's a little different though than some of the, like the prodigal son. Yeah, it starts off the same, right? A man yeah. had two sons, but this is completely different. This yes. isn't about the prodigal son. So the the father goes to the first, um, asks the son to work in the vineyard. The son said he won't, but then he ends up going and working in the vineyard. Sure. The father goes to the second son and asks the same question, that he go work in the vineyard. The son said, I will. But then he doesn't. So then Jesus turns around and asks him another question. And he says, which of the two did the will of his father? And they said the first. Right. So when, when anytime that a vineyard shows up, you have to remember that the vineyard is uh, like the metaphor for Israel. Okay. Right. Uh, God planted this, uh, this choice land uh, and made it super abundant with resources and asked his people to go in and take care of it um, so that, uh, and this is uh, out of Isaiah chapter five, so that um, the result would be righteousness in the world, 
Okay. Okay. Um, but what happens is uh, God's people go in there, all the Israelites, the, the Jews now, the, all the people get into this, and what do they start doing? But their own thing in it, uh, right? And it doesn't get done. Righteousness finally isn't the product of this. And God's saying uh, through the prophets, uh, that's, that's enough, right? So he's telling this uh, story and that vineyard is, is looking like this, right? So that Israel is supposed to produce this righteousness in the world. That's what's supposed to come out of the temple. Um, uh, but... He tells this parable with these two sons, one who says, I'll do it, but never does. And the other says, hell no, I'm not doing that, but then finally does. And he connects this at the end uh, to, um, to these chief priests and elders that have come to yep. him versus prostitutes and tax collectors. Prostitutes and tax collectors. And the, the shocking thing is, he says, uh, two, right to their mm-hmm. face now, speaking f- as freely as possible with all the authority uh, that is necessary. Um, uh, that uh, uh, truly, the tax collectors and prostitutes are ahead of you in line, even yeah. though you work in the temple. And I, the, I th- but it's I think it's important to p- point out that they said the first, who did yeah. the will of the father? So the, he well, the, fir- the first son. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not entirely because he didn't do it no, when he was requested now, to. Now but... we have to get into Mason. What do we mean by the will of the father? Yeah. What does it mean to do God's will? Okay. What is it to do God's will? Is it to uh, hear all the commandments and get them done? Or is it to hear the promise of the son and to believe in him? The first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the second. <laughs> well, this is... Uh, well, Kiri, and prostitutes you- <laughs> and tax collectors are going to enter the kingdom ahead of you. What so, up? <laughs> so just look at what happens. Uh, um, the, the, the prostitutes and tax collectors are out to see John being baptized. Yeah. And he's giving them, here is the kingdom of God. Uh, the, it's right now and repent. Um, here comes Jesus to uh, the tax collectors and prostitutes, all the sinners of the world, and he's giving this to them. And what does he, but what does he find with all those who are righteous in and of themselves? They say, what's that authority? Uh, who said you could give this to me? Uh, are you sure that it's for me? There's all sorts of questions that start flowing out of the people that Jesus interacts with um, that isn't uh, trusting the word that he gives. So what is the will of God? but is to believe in his son, Jesus Christ, which the tax collectors, uh, prostitutes, and sinners are doing whenever he comes with his word. So uh, it's important to get that right, Mason, because otherwise we start hearing, oh my gosh, well, he, they kind of did it. Both of them kind of did half the job, right? Yeah. Um, but the first one said, we'll go do it, dad, in order to look shiny and good and to say, I've got my act together, but never actually did it, never actually uh, trusted that this was what, what life was, was for. Um, never trusted that the word was going to uh, be there for them, right? And so, the, uh, um, so Jesus turns around and says exactly that. Um, yes, you have uh, missed it. John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. Um, it's not that, it's not that uh, uh, the tax collector, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the uh, chief priests and the elders um, needed to... Um, uh, show more authority or show more vigor or something like this, right? Um, what they, all they needed to do was hear this word uh, and believe it. It was given to them. It wasn't hidden from them. No. But that's what Jesus has been contending with this whole time. So you, you start looking back at Jesus' life and you see, um, you know, he's trying to give people, he's speaking this kingdom. He's, he's preaching to them constantly so that they will hear this word. Um, uh, but so often people are saying, yeah, not just yet. 
or not for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, or how do you know that that, yeah, that, that, that word is for me? And that's, uh, the, that's really some of the, the hardest parts about uh, ministry and preaching, right? Is that you can give this beautiful gospel word and then people start to say, I'm not sure that was really intended for me, mm-hmm. which is why, of course, God yeah. gives us these sacraments, right? And so, uh, so you have uh, the Lord's Supper, right? And uh, and 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 in the service, it said, uh, "You are forgiven, child of God." And you say, "I don't know." That's literally the devil in your ear it is saying, the devil. "Did God really?" It is say? the devil, right? But God is so gracious that He finally gives us something to say. It's not just it's not just an intangible thing, but it's something we can touch and feel and taste, right? Um, that water actually. That water actually hit my hit my head. It actually touched mm-hmm. me, right? Uh, so that it's it doesn't become this uh, this uh, unbelievable thing, but it becomes the authority of Christ in the world. For all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and baptize now, bringing this kingdom to all. Um, but uh, um, of course, the the problem is that people always think that. Uh, it's still on my hands in some fashion. I have to accept it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to receive it. And if I don't want it, I don't get it. Well, then you then you're uh, right in boat in the boat with the uh, um, uh, chief priests and the elders in this text uh, yep. who are who are saying, "Prove it to me. Prove it to me. Prove it to me." And Jesus doesn't go about proving it to them. He just says, "Well, have it your way. You're you're last in line." <laughs> You're missing the kingdom because the, the kingdom of God finally isn't about what we do for God. It's not about what we can do, what we can earn, what we can make for ourselves, how we can be righteous in ourselves. Um, and back to John the Baptist, this idea of repentance or at the end of this, where it says you didn't even change your mind. That word is really metanoia and uh, um, uh, it is change your mind, but it's not so much like um uh, Jesus gave me a new option and I decided the best course. <laughs> right? okay. It's not, it's not like what's happening with the, with the, uh, chief priests and the elders here where they're like, who's going to be mad at me if I, if I receive this? No, it's this word comes, the kingdom is here for you and it grabs hold of you. The word, so you can't separate the word from the repentance, like a two-step process. The word comes and eventually later you repent. No, the word is repenting you. So Jesus is telling them, you received this word and it didn't get you. No. But here he is now giving it again. What are they going to do with him? Well, he's in Jerusalem now. They're going to keep sparring with him. They're going to actually take him to the cross. And like I said earlier, they're going to bring out the clubs and the swords uh, and they're going to arrest him to point their power. But what does that do? What does Jesus do with that? Does he just say, fine, I'm under your authority? No. Well, he gives himself up to this. Uh, but that's but not that's him not saying his authority, right? No. Uh, he's saying no, but you're going to be caught now in your sin fully, so that uh, so that this word can finally come and reach you, because you think you're still righteous in yourself, and until finally you see, you know, see nothing but your sin in yourself, and you despair of your own righteousness, then finally the word of Christ means something to you more than just an opinion or an option. It means life. For sinners. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for teaching us the folly of the chief priests and elders for placing their righteousness in their baseless authority on the whims of the crowds. 
In the story Jesus told about the two sons working in the vineyard, the will of God is revealed that we should believe in Jesus. That's where true power and righteousness is found. Are you looking to deepen your understanding of the Christian faith or of a particular tenet of Lutheranism? Luther House of Study has a suite of free interactive courses available. Visit lutherhouseofstudy.org to see their available courses, create an account to track your progress, and dive deeper into your learning. Also, if you're looking to make an impact with your charitable giving toward the end of this year, please consider donating to Luther House of Study. Whether that's sponsoring a podcast episode or making a tax-deductible donation that supports Luther House's mission, we thank you ahead of time. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, all authority comes from God. We'll see you next time on Scripture First. Scripture First.